Pasha Shoftim begins with the Torah commanding the Jewish people to appoint judges in all the cities they reside. The message to the judges is, You must not pervert judgment or show favoritism. You may not accept a bribe. For bribery blinds the eyes of the wise. Accepting a gift will inevitably affect your objectivity. Later on in the parasha, the Torah talks about appointing Jewish kings. Soim tosim alecha melech. However, the Pasik says, Raklo yar susim. He may not acquire many horses for himself, so that he will not go back to Mitzrayim in order to acquire more horses. He shall not take many wives, so that his heart will turn away from Yiddishkeit. The Gemara Sanhedrin asks, why did the Torah not reveal to us the rationales of why we do the mitzvahs that we were commanded to do? We don't know why we can't wear shatnas, or why we can't eat non-kosher animals, or why we put on film every day. Says the Gemara, Because the reasons of the two mitzvahs that were revealed, One of the great Shlomo HaMelech failed in those matters. The Torah said, And Shlomo said, I will add many wives. He rationalized, I will be meticulous not to stray. And later on in life, the Pasuk says, That his wives turned away his heart after other gods. Regarding the second mitzvah, I will accumulate many horses and I will not return to Egypt. And it is written that Shlomo failed in this matter as well. This demonstrates the wisdom of why the Torah does not divulge its rationale for mitzvahs. As people will rationalize that the reason given by the Torah does not apply to them. But the question is, if that's the case, why then did the Torah state the reason why judges may not take bribes? Why did the Torah add the words, In the Sefer Amunah B'tachan, the Chazanish says something fascinating. The conventional way of understanding of why a judge may not take a bribe is because the Torah says, Bribery is blinding. If you accept a bribe, you will certainly distort and corrupt justice. Says the Chazanish, That explanation is a misnomer. It's actually the other way around. It is not that you may not accept a bribe because bribery is blinding. Rather, because the Torah said, if you take a bribe, it will, it now becomes embedded in our nature that if one would ever take a bribe, it would automatically cause him to pervert justice because nature is meshubah to the Torah. The Torah prohibition came first, and now that it is written in the Torah, it becomes part of our DNA that bribery causes a person's nature and instinct to corrupt justice. Now we can understand why the Torah added the reason of ki Judges are allowed to rule on their own animal if it's kosher, even though they stand to gain financially. However, when it comes to shoichat, there the Allah is different. Because once it is stated in the Torah that taking a bribe will pervert judgment, that becomes the reality. And now the judge cannot be objective anymore. We learn a very deep fundamental Jewish principle from here. Human nature and nature in general adapts to the Torah. Rav Chaim Brisker said, We think that the mitzvahs in the Torah were established so that we can navigate the world. But the reality is, it's just the opposite. Hashem looked into the Torah in order to construct the universe. 
Torah establishes Teva. The Torah came first. Then Hashem fashioned the world to conform to the Torah. We think because we have parents, so a mitzvah was commanded to honor them because of a karsatayv. Says Reb Chaim, that's a mistake. Rather, because it states in the Torah that we must respect our parents, Hashem created this concept of parents and children so that we should be able to observe this mitzvah. Same idea over here. The Torah is telling us, don't take a bribe because it will blind you. And once that is stated in the Torah, that becomes the reality. Back in the 1920s, when commercial airplanes became the standard mode of transportation, the Belzer Rebbe said that a person should not recite the bracha of Agoim after traveling on a plane. He said, we recite this bracha only if we encounter a Makam Skana. And if we would recite the bracha every time we travel on a plane, the reality will become that someone traveling on a plane is putting themselves in a life-threatening situation. Because Allah creates the reality. So he said, don't let the airplane become a Makam Skana by reciting Gaimel. There's an incredible story told about a wealthy businessman that lived in Velazhin. Reb Chaim Velazhin constantly told him to never ever leave the city of Velazhin. Not for business, not for vacation. You must never leave the confines of Velazhin under any circumstances. He never understood why. But if Reb Chaim said, he didn't question it. One day, he was offered a very lucrative business deal just outside the city. And he would have to be there for just a few hours to complete the deal. And he would be able to return back to Velazhin in the late afternoon. He didn't ask Reb Chaim and set out on his journey. A few hours later, he collapsed and passed away. Reb Chaim later said, This person was suffering from a certain internal disease. And according to most Poiskim, if an animal is suffering from this same illness, they rule it's a trefa and it will not survive 12 months. However, there's one lone Poisik that argues and says that it can survive. And that is the Shagas Arya. The Shagas Arya was rough here in Velazhin. So as long as he was in Velazhin under the jurisdiction of the Shagas Arya, and he said that it's not considered a life-threatening disease, then this illness could not affect him. But the minute he stepped out of Velazhin, he lost that protection. And he therefore succumbed to his illness. Truly amazing. We see how even our bodies adjust to Allah. Because nature adapts and transforms to the Torah. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.